Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Uh, we were chatting about this last night, the Mandela effect, remembering things that we thought all happened. We have a collective memory of it happening. It turns out that we are horribly, horribly wrong. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, a few people mentioned different movies or different shows or different lines and quotes from movies that nail on the head. We thought that was them. And then it turns out it is not. To explain a little bit more about this, we decided we'd get an expert in the field to come on and talk and try and explain the psychology behind some of it. Uh, he is a research psychologist in the School of Health Sciences down in NUI Galway. Um, joins us now to have a little bit of a chat about it. Christopher Dwyer, sir, how are you? Not too bad. How are you, Cormac? I'm questioning everything about my past now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I cannot trust a thing. I don't even know what my name is at this stage. <laughs> what exactly is the Mandela effect? How does one describe yeah, well, it? Well, well, I think that's the, the thing there. I think we need to start with the uh, caveat that, yeah, you know, it, it's called an effect, but it's, it's not an established effect, psychologically speaking, not in an evidence-based kind of way. Right. And um, the term has been thrown around for years, but... It's really a, a symptom of the misinformation effect, which, you know, is, is kind of a more established kind of uh, uh, psychological phenomena that we've, you know, been uh, researching since mm. the 1970s. There are, like any crazy phenomenon out there, there are generally some reasonable explanations for for it happening, you know? <laughs> so so you're, you're, you're trying to say that one of the explanations for the Mandela effect, if you go down like a YouTube conspiracy theory black hole, is that, <laughs> is that they have figured out how to literally change the past. Is that some nefarious government black organization or, you know, like a black ops program is changing the past that we were all right, but now they've gone back and doctored everything in our past reality. So I'm presuming you as a rigorous scientist and an evidence-based man is going to say that may not be entirely true. No, it, it's not. And, What's what's funny about, you know, the, these kind of explanations, they seem really out there. But the killer about a lot of them is sometimes they are based a little bit in actual science. So, you know, if we look at um, quantum quantum physics, you know, anyone who says that they understand it clearly don't understand it. Even the experts are, are very clear in saying <laughs> that, that, you know, they're still learning. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that one of the leading theories about how the universe actually works is that we live in parallel universes. Um, but there's no evidence for this, no, you know, credible evidence yeah. right now. It's just, you know, a theory that's going around that, you know, has some mathematical models behind it that, you know, imply that it could be, but, you know, nothing to say that is, you know, definitive. But because something out there exists, you know, some research out there that exists, someone's going to jump on it grab it and say, you know, this this is the explanation. This is why we're all, 
you know, you know, living in this in this, you know, uh, uh, matrix, I guess, is a better way yeah, of looking yeah, at it, yeah. you know, that it's a glitch in the matrix kind of thing. A lot of the YouTube videos would, would call it, you know. Yeah, no, a lot of people. It's funny you mention that because we were watching um, a, a horrifically bad, horrifically bad movie on Netflix yeah. during the week called Mad Genius. And like I said, some <laughs> people just, I don't even want to try and describe it to you, but it's about a guy's imaginary friend becoming real and then being able to project him through the wall. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, their reasoning for this in the script was quantum physics. And it was like quantum, they could... They could always- it's always quantum physics. It's, it's a great excuse to throw anything in. Why are you cheating on your wife? Quantum physics. I'm both married and not married at the same time. Everything. It's Schrodinger's wife. We're both married and unmarried at the same time. No one knows what's going on. You but, know what? It worked for Lost. So. Yeah, there we True. go. If it did work for job. Lost, happy days. We'll crack on. So, um... When you're talking about the Mandela effect, right, and it's obviously people who... It came originally from people thinking Nelson Mandela had passed away. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, it, there's a lot more to it than that. So the, the fact is they think um, uh, they were under the impression, shall we say, that uh, Mandela died in the 80s. But a lot of people are aware, uh, I, I would hope most people were aware, that you know, he went on to actually become you know, the president of South Africa in, in the 90s. You know, and yeah. and I, I think he, he lived up until around 2013, I believe. So you know, obviously that's not true. So, <laughs> so then what happened? Why, why are they stuck in the 80s? Well, Mandela was imprisoned in the 1980s, but he was also imprisoned as well with a guy named Steve Biko, who arguably was just as famous, if not more famous, than him uh, uh, at that time during the 80s. As yeah. a matter of fact, Christy Moore has a song about him, the Biko drum, um, and that was, I think that came out around 1987. So, like, I mean, he it would have been in, in, in the mind of people outside of, yeah. of, of South Africa as well, you know, Ireland, for example. So the idea is that, you know, okay, some people are remembering Mandela dying in the 80s, but maybe they're misremembering. Maybe they're actually thinking about Steve Biko. Do you know what it's like, though, a little bit? Like, I was saying this last night, deja vu. You know, where you kind of feel like this happened and you were there and you remember it, but it didn't yeah, really happen. It, yeah, it's, you know, like that little kind of split second, you know, misfiring of a neuron or, or what have you. And yeah, it, like we it, were talking weird... yesterday, sorry, yeah, we were talking on. yesterday about different examples of, you know, certain films and quotes and stuff and songs that may, we may have misinterpreted some lyrics and stuff, but there hasn't been an answer as to why. I couldn't find any, you know, distinct an- answers as to why this, is, this happens or why we make things up and believe them afterwards. Is right. there any it, kind of... Yeah, there there are a few kind of answers i guess you know if you will um we we have this thing in in, in our thinking the, w- the way in which we kind of create memories and, and the way we we make decisions is all based on something called schema construction and a schema is kind of a cognitive structure that we have where it's a hierarchy of of information shall we say and yeah. so when i think of a cat you know i think of a, a four-legged mammal i might also think of a dog so just by thinking of a cat you know uh, the concept of a dog might pop into my head not not long after so back in the 1930s, um, a guy, Frederick Bartlett, um, he, he did one of the kind of first uh, studies on this. And what he did was he had a bunch of people read a, a short story uh, about Native Americans. And um, in the story, it was uh, the, the Native Americans went on a uh, journey in a canoe. And to be honest with you, I actually forget, <laughs> I actually forget what, what the gist of the story was. And so did many people who, who read the short story as well. Bartlett came back 10 years later and asked them to recall the story. Right. Uh, and 
they misremembered it. They got close, but they, you know, they were still misremembered. They said, you know, what were, what were the guys doing? And they're like, oh, they were fishing. They weren't fishing at all. But they had made that link between a canoe. What would someone in a canoe be doing? Ah. Well, good chance that they're gone fishing. So what they're doing is they're kind of inserting information there to, um, to make more sense of it. So, you know, we're, we're filling in gaps, essentially. So, you know, in, in, in some memory disorders, there's something called confabulation. And, and, and that's kind of what, it's kind of similar to this, in that we're injecting information in that may or may not actually have been part of that. And we do that quite a bit. Every time we remember something, you know, it's remembered slightly differently because, you know, we're relying on, on a very subjective view of what actually happened. Yeah. So our memories change over time. And, you know, if you look at research on, like, eyewitness testimony, you know, it, it's, it's all very flawed in ways because people can be, you know, manipulated in the way in which they, you know, um, interpret information. So... One of the famous studies was, you know, uh, of a woman getting mugged, and they said, what, what color coat was she wearing? Was she wearing a red coat? And the more and more they asked about this red coat, even though she wasn't wearing a red coat, people started remembering a red coat. Okay, yeah. So, Very this so they're a- manipulated into it. You know, there's, there's interference from outside, and that's essentially what a misinformation effect is. Now, I don't know for everyone, but, you know, if, if we take a look at one of my favorite Mandela effects is the... Um, the Star Wars one where, you know, Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father, you know, and yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't say that at all. Uh, I, I think it's no, I am your father, or, yes. you know, but you can't, you can't really tell over his heavy breathing either. But there, there is something that I thought of. And I said, I, I've never seen any of the Star Wars films in full, you know. Yeah. Uh, but a film I have seen time and time again is Tommy Boy with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. And that was a, it was a good 90s film. Well, I thought it was a good 90s film. Um, but I must have seen that film about 10 times. And there's a scene in which Chris Farley uh, mimics Darth Vader in it. And he says, Luke, I am your father. So, you know, that would stick in my head. Personally. Right. So I would interpret, you know, but that's based on my subjective yeah, yeah. interpretation of how things are. Like I said, I've never seen the film. But there you have it. I would have known the line as Luke, I am your father. So, so would I, and I think I was watching it, rewatching well for the first time ever, watching all of the old Star Wars movies because I'd never seen them. I was like, sure, we'll, we'll go through these and binge them. And getting to that point where the reveal comes in the movie, being almost disappointed that he didn't say, "Luke, I am your father." And I was like, yeah. is, this, "Is this a dodgy copy we're after getting here? What's going well, it's on?" It's the same with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where she says, "Well, we think she says mirror, mirror on the wall." She doesn't. She says magic mirror. Magic on the wall. mirror. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, now I remember it as Magic Mirror. You know, I didn't I didn't fall into that one. So yes, it, as a child, I remember that perfectly. Mirror, mirror on the wall. And you'd have the little mirror that you'd get for Christmas and you'd be singing into listen, it. you're just making stuff up, making <laughs> stuff up seriously in your head. So I imagine it's a case of, in a weird way, uh, other media outlets or other parts of the culture amplifying the mistake, for want of a better word. So as you said, like it was in that comedy movie that you watch Tommy Boy and I'd imagine like the mirror mirror on the wall I'm going to presume like a, a Nickelodeon TV series might have done it um, you know and said mirror mirror instead of magic mirror on the wall or something like that which amplified Absolutely, the wrong yeah. thing and the mistake and then it snowballs out um, and then we all grow up thinking it was something but it was completely different to what it, we thought it was so I'm going to presume that this effect well maybe not the Mandela effect but anyway the, the, the misinformation effect because of social media is going to get absolutely insane now 
Yeah, yeah, it's been insane now for the past few years, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, you know, nothing, nothing's really been surprising me the, the past couple of weeks, uh, which, you know, which is sad. But, you know, it, it, it was going from it was going from a point where people were believing foolish things before. And then, you know, obviously, if, if you're kind of, you know, following the kind of goop stuff and, and you know, dodgy healthcare advice, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, stateside, I guess, and you know, even even a little bit in the UK and here, but um, now now it's getting really bad because it's it's on our doorstep now. This is affecting everyone. You know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not worried about buying you know magic stones and you know storing them in in weird places or anything. Now now it's about healthcare. Now it's about the the immediacy of of you know a, a crisis that we're facing, and people just getting the wrong information. You know, it it, it it's you know. You know, but it's I, it, best. yeah, I mean, and it must be so much easier to do that now because obviously we scroll through Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and we're only getting pieces of information that I imagine sit in our heads, and then a week later coming, oh, I saw something about X, and then you wind up, yeah. you know, you haven't done any fact checking, you don't know what's going on, but it's or in you your just head. Read the headline, and you just assume the worst, you know, without reading the article. Yeah, and you don't even know where something has been retweeted into your feed, and all of a sudden you're believing that uh, reptilian shapeshifters from the moon living in the fourth dimension are causing the virus, and that the only That's way right. to defeat or, or, or 5G even. Oh, you there know? you go, like- 5G, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 5G is what, only in about five countries, and COVID-19's in, in way more, but sure, look, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But I just think it's, yeah, it's, it's mad how those kind of false memories, and now obviously the misinformation, uh, can yeah. just get stuck in your head, and you, you, don't, you don't, like, I've... I've uh, I've made the mistake of like retweeting the the Lidl on fire in Tallow, which was never on mm. fire, right? But yeah. somebody went when that happened, <laughs> threw it out right. there. So it's not even you were mentioning there about you know we can we're, we're trying to remember something. We try and maybe we we're creating the memory as we're going along and filling in the gaps. Um, yeah. But now yeah. people are giving us the information to just kind of do it as well. So it, it's like yeah, this Mandela effect on crack cocaine. Yeah, well, I'm t- I'm, I'll tell you now, I'm, I'm going to do a little uh, shameless self-promotion here, but I, I have a blog on Psychology Today called Thoughts on Thinking, and, and I, I wrote about the Mandela Effect on there. And, and the purpose of the blog is is to kind of teach people about critical thinking and why it's important. And, you know, I, I, I post something, you know, I try to post something once every few weeks or yeah. whatever. And a lot of it is about dealing with misinformation and, you know, quote unquote, fake news, and, yeah. you know, how we can avoid falling for it, how we can avoid presenting it. And, you know, one of the biggest problems is, is that once it becomes available, um, there is there's very little we can do about it because people intuitively uh, um, take that information on board. It's very difficult to look at information, read it, understand what it says and then say, no, that's not right. That's, you know, that's not how cognition works. What happens is you look at it and you comprehend it and you generally believe what it is, you know, right there. And then it's, you know, that's factual. But the problem is, is that we don't have that that tendency unless we really care about the subject to, you know, evaluate whether or not it's actually credible because that takes extra time. You know, it takes extra time and effort to, like you say, you know, Google it, have have a a quick search, see whether or not it's a credible source, you know. And, you know, really, you know, kind of work it out, you know, uh, in, in a real world kind of think tank kind of way. You know, the problem is, is that we can't get we, we don't necessarily get correct answers very quickly. We get answers very quickly, but there's no way of guaranteeing yeah. they're the correct answers. And you know what? We're living in a day and age where we we get everything instantaneously. And so anything that takes, you know, a little bit more than 10, 20 seconds, you know, just isn't really suitable to us. 
That's what I was going to say. We're reactive, aren't we? We just kind of react straight away to information that we're given and we don't think twice about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So like we, we have so every human has some, well, what we, we think about in cognitive psychology, it's a, it's a cognitive continuum theory. So on one end, you have intuitive judgment and on the other end, you have reflective judgment. Now, intuitive judgment is, is very handy. It's evolutionarily adaptive. You know, it, it allows yeah. us to make split second decisions that, you know, could be life or death. You know, it's, 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 it's a fantastic process that we have. But then when it's wrong, it's, it's grossly incorrect. And if, if you really care about a decision that you're going to make, you want to avoid that gut level intuitive decision making. You want to reflect on it. You want to, you know, use all your cognitive faculties to, you know, make a good decision. But the problem is, is that, you know, I think we live in a day and age where we've really, you know, promoted this idea of going with your gut um, when really, you know, we, we should accept what our gut says and, you know, just double check. Yeah. So it's a good message now, especially in the current climate that we're in, that you're getting dodgy random uh, WhatsApp voice messages and other yeah. things being shared around. Uh, have a quick think before you, you know, double check it if you can and don't bother sending it on unless you're a bazillion percent sure you know it's true. So, um, listen, Absolutely. Um, thanks a million for popping on and speaking to us this evening. We could probably talk for hours, but uh, your, <laughs> uh, your, your Twitter and the, the blog again, do you want to give a quick mention to for somebody who wants to read up a little bit more on the work you're doing? Sure thing. Uh, my Twitter is Cogito Ergo Dwyer, and uh, my blog is Thoughts on Thinking at PsychologyToday.com. Lovely, Dr. Chris Dwyer. Thanks a million for popping on this evening. Thanks, Cormac. Thanks, Sirsha. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 